بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد ونبي سفيان صخر بن حرب رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تلحفوا في المسألة فوالله لا يسألني أحد منكم شيئا فتخرج له مسألته مني شيئا وأنا له كاره فيبارك له فيما أعطيت رواه مسلم Just to recap the chapter in which this hadith is mentioned, the heading Imam Nawi rahimullah has given it, Babul Qana'ah wal Afaf wal Iqtisad fil Ma'isha wal Infaq, Wadhammi Su'al min Ghayri Dharura. The overall concept of this chapter is it deals with contentment of the heart, abstinence, adopting moderation in one's livelihood and spending and the third aspect of the heading which Imam Nawi Rahimullah has begun brought min the prohibition of begging or the prohibition of asking without necessity various ahadith have been discussed the current hadith, the narrator Abu Sufyan Sakhar ibn Harb radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates from Abu Sufyan was the father of Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan is a very very famous sahabi with regards to him it is mentioned Aslama fi Fathi Makkah he brought Islam at the time of the conquest of Makkah huwa wa abuhu akhuhu yazid wa ummuhu hind at that same time not only him but the narrator of this hadith, Abu Sufyan, who was the father of Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he also accepted Islam. His brother Yazid accepted Islam. And his mother, Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu's mother, was a sahabiyah by the name of Hind bin Abi Sufyan. She is in a negative context remembered as the one who chewed the liver of Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Later on, at the time of Fatih Makkah, at the time of the conquest of Makkah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed her with hidayat and she also became a sahabiya Hind bin Abi Sufyan radiallahu ta'ala anha Abu Sufyan Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu unfortunately on the one hand is a very famous sahabi on the other hand has become the target as we know throughout the ages particularly of the Shias and many many different groups that the enemies of Islam because he was perceived as a personality or maligned as a personality who it was construed that somehow or the other he was against the Ahl Bayt, the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Such allegations, when it comes to the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we have to be very, very careful in this regard. I remember just a few months back, we met somebody whilst we were, our Jamaat was in Cape Town, and he was giving some Karguzari, where the name of this particular Sahabi was mentioned in front of a few youngsters, Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And we may be surprised, but in a South African context, where we feel this fitan are not there, reliably he said when Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu's name was taken, then these youngsters became upset. 
And they even went Nauzubillah to the extent to question whether Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enter Muawiyah into Jannah. So we find when it comes to the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have to be very, very careful. Sahaba kulluhum adul. Ulama ikram have mentioned every one of them is just. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran also, وَكُلَّنْ وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الْحُسْنَى Every Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah has promised and taken the oath that Allah will give them Jannah. So the only thing we have to have in our hearts is deep reverence and love for the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And obviously if you study history, you will find that most of the allegations that are raised against Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala are totally and completely baseless. In fact, he ruled the Islamic Sultanate for 18 years and many, many conquests, the spreading of Islam and Hidayat occurred under the rule of Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was one of the Sahaba who was given a special distinction that he was known as Katib Wahi. One of the greatest amanats and trusts that was presented to Rasulullah was the Quran, the Kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This had to be preserved. Inna nahnu dhikra wa inna lahu Allah says, We reveal this Quran and we will protect it. So there were very few Sahaba who had the ability to read and write in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu And then amongst those Sahaba, there were those Sahaba who Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa entrusted with the writing down of the Qur'an. And amongst these Sahaba was Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So he's known as Katib al-Wahi. And that alone itself tells us of the high regard that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had for this particular Sahabi that he could have entrusted him with such a great amanat and responsibility of recording the wahi, that is, recording the Qur'an that was being revealed. He passed away in Syria in the 82nd year of Hijrah, and we find that 160 ahadith are narrated by Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Interestingly, it is mentioned about him that he was given the gift of the garment of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi once took his kurta, and gave it to Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala as a gift. He kept this throughout his life with him and that he and he gave wasiyat instruction that on his burial this garment of Rasulullah sallallahu should be included in his kafan so that it should be close to his body to get the barakat and barakat and blessings from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala was also in possession of the Mubarak nails of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So with regards to this, at the time of his demise, he instructed that this should be pulverized and placed upon his eyes and his mouth in his grave. And having given all this wasiyat and instruction, one, that the garment of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa should be placed with him in his grave and that the nails of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa should be crushed and placed over his eyes and his mouth, he said, if alu dhalik, I'm instructing you people to do this. And after you do this, khallu baini wa baina arhamir rahimin. Then leave it to me, between me and the most merciful of all those who show mercy, that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So much reverence and love and honor and devotion they had for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nevertheless, the hadith, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, 
As we mentioned, this chapter, the third aspect of the heading, Imam Nawi Rahimullah has mentioned, Dhammu Su'al Min Ghayri Darura. The prohibition of begging or asking without necessity. So Rasulullah said, La tulhifu fil mas'ala. La tulhifu fil mas'ala. Do not be persistent in asking. Sometimes a person gets into a situation where he has some necessity, he has some need. Obviously the ideal is he should turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, beg and ask and cry before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not stretch his hand out to anyone. But if circumstances are such that they conspired, that this person finds himself unable to do this, now he needs to ask. And in the current situation which we are facing, my respected brothers, we can see there is economic turmoil. Many, many people have lost their jobs. Many people are going through hardships and difficulties. Rather than waiting for people to ask us, this is actually a unique chance and opportunity for every one of us. It's a separate topic and we don't have so much of time, we don't want to go into too much of detail. But in the current situation we find most of the people that we're hearing about, somebody telephones or you talk to them, there is a culture of fear. We are very, very afraid. And obviously human nature, we are human beings, we are seeing people are passing away around us, people are getting sick, etc. Now the question is asked, what is the protection? How can you protect yourself? Naturally, Allah has made this insan such, the human being such. It's part of our survival instinct that if there's some danger or some peril in front of you, you want to protect yourself. Naturally, every human being tries to protect himself. So the question, what is the protection? Is the mask the protection? Is the social distancing the protection? Is hiding yourself inside one room somewhere the protection? Is completely isolating yourself away from everyone the protection? These are important issues that are there in front of us. And many of us are going in different, different directions. Because we are afraid, naturally. We need protection. So one is the protection that science is telling us. Or one is the protection that, that is based on human experience. As I mentioned many times before, we don't want to go into de debates ab about that. But the fact of the matter is we're seeing people are wearing the mask, still people are getting sick. The social distancing, still people are getting sick. Allah is in control. So what is the real protection? And we find there is a beautiful hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, particularly in the current situation, that if we apply this hadith, there is great protection found in this hadith. Where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man kana ma, Wallahu fi awnil abd ما كان العبد في عون أخيه والله في عون العبد ما كان العبد في عون أخيه أو إيمان أو قرآن أو حديث أو إيمان teaches us that there is no greater protection than the protection of Allah in fact that is the only protection the only protection is Allah's protection Allah's hukam so how do we get Allah's protection how do we get Allah's help we are in danger we are worried about our family our near ones our beloved ones how do we get Allah's help so Nabi Salaam gave us one nuskha and one prescription. You want Allah's help, do this. He said, as long as you will help, as long as you will render service to the slaves of Allah, as long as you will help or assist Allah's slaves, Allah will be in your service. Allah will help you as long as you help the slaves of Allah. So this is one simple, based on this hadith, one simple nuskha. Every day help somebody. 
There are so many people that are hungry around us. There are so many people without food. There are so many people in difficulty. We're getting different, different kalguzaris from some brothers. They say families. Sometimes little children, 10 year, 14 year, 16 year, they both parents have passed away. And people are, the relatives are too afraid to even call on that family. So the children are starving and hungry. If we just take, drive around, see the people that are sleeping on the street side. Many of them are Muslims. Prepare, prepare a little hamper of food, give it, you, you'll be shocked at the amount of du'as that person will give you. So desperate the people are. So in halat and conditions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings upon us, my respected brothers, there are opportunities for us. There are opportunities for us to make our jannah, to earn our akhirat. And this is one very, very great opportunity. We should sit, every, make this muzakara with every member of your family. Make this muzakara that every day, every day help somebody. With this near that, Ya Allah, I am helping the slave of yours so that you help me. And this is Nabawi Nuskha. Nuskha which Rasulullah Sallallahu has given us. You want Allah's help, you want Allah to be with you, you want Allah's assistance, then help the slaves of Allah. Wallahu fi'aun al-abd ma kana al-abdu fi'aun akhi. So every day render some assistance. Make this near then inshallah. Somebody, whatever difficulty, it doesn't have to be hundreds of thousands of rands. It can be five rand, ten rand. Feed somebody who is hungry, feed somebody who is poor, assist somebody. Or somebody has lost some somebody, give some kind words, give some himmat, give some tasalli, give some imani muzakara. With this intention that, Ya Allah, I am helping this person so that you help me. So coming back to the subject matter, one is the poor and needy should not need to stretch their hands out. We should be looking for opportunities to assist them. But nevertheless, if circumstances conspire against a person and he's forced now, he feels that he wants to ask or beg or, or put his need in front of someone else, then Rasulullah said, La tulhifu fil masala. Do not persist. A lot of times, mashallah, Allah protect us today with some people. Begging has become an art. It's no more just asking somebody. It's done openly. This is something, the shan of Iman and Muslim, we should be embarrassed and ashamed to ask. One is one has become an art and then clear prohibition we find in this hadith. Do not persist. If you are in need or necessity, you ask somebody for help, leave it there. Put your trust in Allah. Don't beg from the person over and over again. Sallallahu said, do not persist in asking. And what is the harm? Nabi said, Wallahi Allah's qasam. None of you will ask me for something. And you, your, the manner in which you persisted forced me to give you something. Whereas I disliked it. Nabi said, the way you persisted forced me to give you something, but I disliked it in my heart because I could see you didn't need it. But Nabi shan, his generosity was such, he didn't know the word la, no. He never turned anyone away. So sometimes new Muslims or Bedouins would come and they would persist. So Nabi Salaam says, if you persist in asking and your persistence forced me to give you something and in my heart I was not happy to have given you that. Then Nabi Salaam says, Allah will remove the barakah and the blessing of what was given. So the converse meaning of this hadith, my respect, we've run out of time, inshallah, we'll continue. The converse meaning on this will end is that when you give one is the recipient, one is the giver. What is this hadith telling us? That if you give because you are forced to, or you give and you are not happy in your heart, there will never be barakah. 
So even in your charity, when you are giving for there to be barakah and acceptance, the first condition is there must be the happiness of the heart. Allah gives us to fix one